Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Today, we're going to be chatting about just the running back strategy for 2020 fantasy football. I've done specific videos on some types of strategies, right? We've, we've done mock drafts. We've done, uh, we do them once a week. We do strategies on mock drafts, whether it's dynasty, whether it's different formats, you want to try a strategy of zero RB, zero wide receiver. We have all those videos done. We have first pick strategies, last pick strategies, middle of the round, right? Specific picks, seven, six, some videos that I've done and probably going to do a little bit more of those. All those can be found right now in the playlist the 2020 fantasy football playlist where there's probably 70 plus videos and by the end of the year by the time September beginning of September comes when drafts are starting to finish up because well the season starts in the second week of September I believe well at that point we'll have around 100 to 120 free videos on YouTube so go ahead check all those out totally free to do so they're all going to be ending up linked down below in the description there's a playlist you can check all those out so welcome back everybody and I hope you're having a great day if you're brand new my name is Salvatore you cover fantasy sports variety of different areas daily fantasy sports I, I keen in on I also go very deep in it and to spend a lot of time in the fantasy football upcoming season, right? The draft season, this type of stuff right now, as you can tell, based on all the videos I've already done. So if you enjoy any of my content in the past, or if you're finding me for the first time and you enjoy what you see today, please do hit that like button. Take a second of your time. Big old subscribe button is going to pop up on the screen. Bottom right hand corner. Go ahead and tap that bad boy and the notification bell. I appreciate if you can do that within the video. 40% of the people don't each month, but if you do, it can really help this channel pop off. And I mean, in major ways. So thank you so much in advance for doing that. What I want to talk about in this video is just the running back strategy. And it shouldn't be anything in depth. If you watch a lot of my other videos, you know that I put a lot of things on the screen, a lot of tables that I make, a lot of notes that I take, all those things that are up on the Supreme Draft Guide right now. For a limited time offer for people watching and listening just in these platforms only, I tell people about this, is for $10, 66% off. Thanks to Monkey Knife Fight, link down below. So you can check that out. But pretty much I just want to go through and do a video on this topic because I want to get it pretty clear based on the running back strategy that I'm going with. Now that it's beginning of July, this type of the season, this is a draft that I did a month ago. So if there's any players that didn't hear like a Debo Samuel or anything that's a little bit different, Debo went in the fifth round in this draft, mock draft. Obviously, it's because it was before the injury. I just want to analyze just sort of the situation and show you kind of how many running backs go off the board and what really does happen in these early rounds and how I'm approaching running back in the early rounds. And really, in my opinion, only the early rounds. But buckle up, get ready, crack your neck, lean your shoulders back, take your shoes off, pop those bad boys off, take your slippers off, whatever it might be, and relax for these next 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is, for me to kind of just break down how this all plays out. I'm going to zoom in on this. This was a draft that I did about a month ago from, with Nick from Fantasy Football Advice. Um, and I like the way that my draft turned out. We can look at that as we go on. But pretty much what do you see on this is sleeper.com. Uh, this is anything in green is a running back. So these green boxes are running backs. The blue boxes, if you're watching on the YouTube video, are wide receivers. You don't need to be watching. I'm just kind of showing it for the people watching, for people listening on the podcast. You're not missing anything crazy. The red is quarterbacks, these boxes on the draft board, and then the yellow or gold, whatever it is, is going to be your tight end. So you can see the first five picks in this draft were running backs. Now, if you're somebody who's been mocking the whole offseason, you're going to know sort of that running backs go early, but this is going to help a lot of people just kind of get my strategy down and a strategy that I think is very important for a lot of people. And it's something that I kind of acted out in this draft, not to the fullest extent, but pretty much did uh, based on the way that I drafted in this one. So five running backs go in the first five picks seven running backs go in the first eight picks of the draft. Uh, it goes Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, Alvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamar, Tyreek Hill, first wide receiver up the board is interesting, Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry in that order. So seven running backs in the first eight picks and eight running backs overall in the first round. So eight running backs in the first 12 picks. I ended up getting to pick overall in the 10th spot of this 12 team PPR format. I got Joe Mixon. I was very happy that Joe Mixon fell to me. Michael Thomas and Julio Jones were still on the board when I took Joe Mixon. 
I want Joe Mixon over Michael Thomas. Everybody's heads are exploding. The wide receiver one. Yeah, I want a running back. I want a running back who's right now my running back six, who I think has the upside to be, honestly, a top three running back in Joe Mixon's skill set and the opportunity load and the pass catching ability and the improved offense that he's coming into. I do not want a wide receiver. Now, if you're telling me that I'm picking 12th overall and I can go back to back with a good running back in Michael Thomas at that point, sure, I'll end up getting there. But for me, it's Michael Thomas over Joe Mixon. I remember when this draft video popped, a lot of people had concerns about that. That's fine. I know a lot of people will. I don't care what other people do. When other people are all doing the exact same things, holding hands, to uh, fifth place finishes in their fantasy leagues. I'll be trying to win those fantasy leagues and then championship weekend. So I can care less about what everybody else is doing. I'm going to be doing what actually gets people who follow me uh, some wins in their fantasy leagues. So I end up taking Joe Mixon in the first round because running backs go early, eight in the first round. Uh, and then I go right back to the running back chain. Jo- Nick Chubb ends up going the first pick of the second round. So now we're at nine running backs taken in the first 13 picks. I then take Miles Sanders. Love it. Get Miles Sanders at the 2.3. By the time you're watching this, he might now be a first round pick in a lot of consensus. He's my 10th overall player in my top or my 11th overall player my top 150. So he is a first round pick for me right now. So be sure to get ahead of the the curve on that one. So I start Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders. My pick of Miles Sanders ends up making that go as I think the 10th running back in the first 15 picks. Pretty wild stuff. So then the rest of the second round just goes through and you get some tight ends. And usually the top tight ends and quarterbacks come off the board in the second round, midway to the ends, early third. So Patrick Mahomes, Lamar go off there. But the big thing, two more running backs, Kenny and Drake and Aaron Jones. So now you're at 12 running backs in the first two rounds. And now the third round starts with a run on running backs. You get five running backs in the first six pick to start the third round. Leonard Fournette, George Kittle, Austin Eckler, Clyde Ebertelier, Le'Veon Bell, and Chris Carson. You're just cleaning out running backs at this point. Right now at this point, I think I only have two top 20 running backs left on my rankings and we're only midway through the third round. So uh, what you end up seeing at this point right now is I believe 17 running backs are off the board midway through exactly the midway point of the third round. So you're looking 17 running backs in the first 30 picks. That's all you need to know. If 17, if the more than majority of the picks in the first 30 picks are one position, the majority of them, 17 out of 30, you have to start taking advantage of that. And you have to start building a strategy around that. Now, this is where some people say, I'm going to go zero RB. And that's fine. Like, honestly, if you want to get your Matt Breeders, your Latavius Murray's, your DeAndre Swift's as your running backs later in the draft, go for it. That's just not the type of thing that I'm going to be doing. Zero RB is a terrible strategy if you're playing with 10 other people just trying to play in a season long league. Zero RB if you're trying to win the Scott fishbowl, a big tournament, the FFPC. So for people that are watching, these are tournaments with thousands of people, tens of thousands of people, maybe, and you need to win first place. You need to be very radical at that point and devise a strategy that not a lot of people are doing. You have to be contrarian is what it's called. So I understand the concept there and I'm more open to it in those formats. But if you're telling me that you're playing with nine friends at home or 11 friends at home in a 12 team league, and you're trying to go zero RB, you're not maximizing on that. Even if zero RB hits for you, which is a a lower probability than it actually not, you're not maximizing your upside because that upside, the percentage of the chance that it hits means that you should be paid off in a major way. You're probably going to get paid off, what, 100 bucks in your season long league. It's not worth doing it at that point based on the risk that you're taking on. It will never hit enough times. You might hit one time in like 50 drafts that you do or 20 drafts that you do with your friends, whereas you'll have a much higher hit percentage if you just don't go zero RB, in my opinion, and you go more so with a heavy RB approach early on. And speaking of heavy RB approach, James Conner goes a pick before me. I loved it. Todd Gurley, who right now, as I'm recording, this is my running back 13, falls to the third round. Now this was a month ago. So Todd Gurley was being taken as a third or fourth round pick end of the third beginning of the fourth. Now Todd Gurley, you're probably not going to see him fall past the beginning of the third round in a lot of drafts, but Todd Gurley. So how do I start? Three running backs in a row, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, and Todd Gurley. Shout out to Podfather. Shout out Matt Kelly, robust RB. That's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to start it off, uh, but then it was too hard to ignore my next two picks to actually end up going running back. So the third round ends with Melvin Gordon getting selected. So the first three rounds feature 20 running backs going off the board. So 20 running backs literally off the board after three rounds of the draft. Devin Singletary gets picked with the second pick in the fourth round, and then it's just a run of wide receivers. I take Allen Robinson here. I could have gone with another running back. I could have gone David Johnson or David Montgomery or Jonathan Taylor or Mark Ingram. All these guys are still on the board. I probably would have ended up going between
between David Johnson and David Montgomery. That's been a tough choice for me. They're pretty close to my rankings. That's probably where I would have ended up going. So just to, to, to zoom out right now, I think you should be taking back-to-back running backs with your first two picks, unless something extreme happens, like Michael Thomas is still there with your second pick in the first round, something like that, right? But overall, I think you should be taking back-to-back running backs with your first two picks. And ideally, ideally, I want four running backs in my first five picks and three running backs in my first four picks. So I checked the box of back-to-back running backs with my first two picks, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders. I checked the box with three running backs in my first four picks by going three running backs in a row and getting Todd Gurley in the third round of the 310. The fourth round turn comes back to me. Allen Robinson was a top eight wide receiver, my wide receiver eight overall right now, and a top 20 player falls to the fourth round where he's been consistently falling. So I scoop him up. The clock goes back around. David Johnson, Montgomery, Mark Ingram, and Jonathan Taylor. A lot of guys who I'm high on. I like David Johnson and Montgomery this year. I really like Jonathan Taylor this year. Not so much Mark Ingram, but I think he's fine. They all go off the board and then it's a run on wide receivers. So you can see the way that the draft's going in my number one draft strategy videos and kind of break down how they go, but I want to stick just to running backs in this one. So you're usually going to have this empty space in rounds, really four five, and maybe even six, a little bit of what of running backs. So that's where the zero RB truthers are going to come in and say, I'm going to go get myself some Kareem Hunt, and that's fine. I'm going to go get myself maybe a Sony Michelle. Well, he's hurt now, but a DeAndre Swift, right? A JK Dobbins, a James White. These are the type of guys that they're going for. Maybe not all those types, and that definitely not James White fits into the zero RB, but those types of guys, Ronald Jones, Cam Akers, right? Those types of guys. And that's fine, but I don't really want to get there as much. They rely heavily on the guys later in the drafts, like your Chase Edmonds, your Anthony McFarland, hoping that somebody gets hurt. That's not the strategy I'm going to play unless you're playing a big tournament. So you have this weak spot at running back. So if you wanted to go zero RB, meaning that in your first four picks, you're taking maybe a top tight end like a Kelsey, you're getting three top wide receivers, or maybe instead you get a, a Mahomes or Lamar Jackson in there. Now you're starting to have to choose the guys and you can see who's left in this draft right here in the uh, fifth and sixth round. In the end of the fifth round, you have Raheem Mostart. I don't want a 28 year old running back who stinks outside of two months of production in an offense that historically is going to give you a ton of options at running back. I don't want Raheem Mostart in that opinion in an offense that potentially, if anything, is going to have to regress off of being the number one secondary last year and a very good defense, and they have no more Joe Staley on the offensive line. Yeah, I don't want any of that. Kareem Hunt, I like. I think he's fine. But now you're looking at Marlon Mack. You're looking at uh, on Johnson, Damian Williams, Sony Michelle, DeAndre Swift, Tevin Coleman. All these guys seem like okay names, but for, to be my running back one or my starting running back, an RB1 or an RB2, yeah, heck no. I'm not doing that in my standard league formats just with 12 other guys if it's not a major championship type of a team. So in this draft, I go Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, and Todd Gurley. That's what I want. Ideally, if I can get three really good running backs in a row to start my draft, give me it all day. I then get Allen Robinson and DJ Moore after that. Two top 12 wide receivers for me. Uh, DJ Moore, number 11, I believe right now. Allen Robinson, number eight, as of this recording. You can get my rankings again down below in the Supreme Draft Guide. Only $10, 66% off. Thanks to Monkey Knife Fight. Check it out down below. All that stuff is in the description. And then I'm able to actually get Kareem Hunt in the sixth round. Kareem Hunt is my 65th overall player. Sometimes you can get him in the sixth round lately you're having to go ahead and get him at the end of the fifth round but yeah right now cream hunt i love the way that this started so i said three running backs in my first four picks i checked that off i was not able to get four running backs in my first five picks but i actually was much happier with the way that this turned out so although i have rules in my head right four running backs your first five picks that is my running back strategy for 2020 uh three running backs in your first four and without a doubt the strategy i don't want to be breaking is back-to-back running backs unless there's an extreme case like michael thomas falling and even then i don't really want to do that all that much but for me honestly cream hunt would have been my pick at the 510 but dj moore was there dj moore fell to that spot. If DJ Moore would have gotten taken, Kareem Hunt would have been my pick at the 510. And I would have been able to check off that spot as four running backs in my first five picks and felt good about it. But there's no reason to force that where DJ Moore, a guy who is my number 11 wide receiver overall, ends up going off the board. as like the 20th wide receiver off the board. Yeah, it's too hard to ignore that. Because now I filled out my two wide receivers with Allen Robinson and DJ Moore, two studs. Whereas if I didn't take DJ Moore there, my best my best available wide receiver too would have been guys like Mar- uh, Jarvis Landry, Hollywood Brown, Terry McLaurin would have been a very good one, right? But after that, not a lot of things. It starts to thin out. So I 
wind up getting Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, Todd Gurley, Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, and Kareem Hunt to start my draft. That's probably the best mock draft I've done this offseason, and I feel very, very good about it. So now I have four running backs in my first six picks. And you want to see what I did here? Let me show you. I'll move this over. This is my column right here, Sal Vetri. I took no running backs for the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven rounds. I didn't have to touch a running back for the next seven rounds, and I ended up taking Antonio Gibson with the last pick of the draft. This was a 14-round mock draft. I ended up taking Antonio Gibson with the last pick, and I feel good about that. Redskins rookie, versatile, already compared to Christian McCaffrey. Don't have your heads explode and blow off right now. Antonio Gibson head coach is now Ron Rivera, who is the coach of Christian McCaffrey. When he says, I see tendencies of Christian McCaffrey, it literally just means that this guy is very good at catching and running the ball, and he's elusive, and he has a lot of burst and upside. That's all we saw out of Antonio Gibson in college. So why are people head ex- heads exploding when he says, this guy reminds me of Christian McCaffrey? It's not saying that he is just as good as him. He's saying he reminds me of him. Why wouldn't he remind you of him? He's a guy who can catch the ball, run the ball at high efficiency levels. And that's exactly what we saw in college. So he ended up, I ended up getting him in my last pick. And to be honest with you, this is what the running back strategy comes down to. I want my running backs early. Give me my four running backs in my first five picks and this one for six picks because some elite wide receivers fell. Give me my back-to-back early running backs, my three running backs in the first four picks, three running backs in a row is fine with me because then I don't have to touch the position again. Like, look, running backs start to suck. Literally after Kareem Hunt goes off the board, he was the last good running back in my opinion, like ones that I would actually want to start week in and week out as a starting running back on my team. After that, the running backs suck. Marlon Mack, Damian Williams, Gary Johnson, Daryl Henderson, uh, Phil Lindsay, James White. These guys might not suck in real life. There might be quality RB2s, but they're not going to get a lot of opportunity in my opinion. Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, Jordan Howard, Keyshawn Vaughn. These are not guys that I want on my team as starting flex options or starting running backs at all. So you go ahead, you get your running backs early because wide receiver is so deep. It's a cliche thing, but wide receiver is so deep. There's so many tight ends at this year. Obviously, late round quarterback is something that I want to continue to do. So you get your running backs early because then you don't have to touch the position again. Sure, do what I did. Take some rookies with upside. Anthony McFarland's your uh, whoever else is, is down there. Joshua Kelly's from the Chargers. Your Antonio Gibson's if you want later in the draft. But for me, I'm cleaning up running back early and then I'm loading up on wide receivers, quarterbacks, and tight ends, and mainly wide receivers in those middle rounds, especially if I get four running backs in my first five picks. That means I only have one wide receiver at that point. So my next three picks usually are going to be wide receivers. So to be very clear on my running back strategy for 2020, it is to take back-to-back running backs to start my draft, except unless there's a very extreme case, which usually there isn't, to take three running backs in my first four picks, and I'm fine taking three in a row, and to take four running backs in my first five picks. I normally will not take four running backs in a row to get that one done. I think you want to have an elite wide receiver in there. So if it means taking three running backs in a row and then getting a guy like Allen Robinson or DJ Moore, that's an elite wide receiver to me. The ranked as an RB1 in the in the fantasy sports focus Supreme Draft Guide tiers right now. So go ahead and check that out. I wouldn't want to go four running backs in a row. I don't think it's a terrible idea if there's some depth there at wide receiver still left on the board when you're drafting, maybe at the term. Uh, but right now I want to still get an elite wide receiver. We were able to get two in this draft. My draft ended up being Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, Todd Gurley. All three of those guys are top 13 running backs for me. Sanders is right now my running back number nine. Joe Mixon is six and Todd Gurley is 13. Allen Robinson and DJ Moore. So we got lucky there to get both of those top 12 uh, wide receivers. Kareem Hunt. And then I start to load up on wide receivers. So I go Julian Edelman. Deontay Johnson, guys that I think have upside in Deontay Johnson. Edelman seems like a stable piece. Hayden Hurst is my tight end. Matt Stafford, who I'm very, very high on, is my quarterback. You can see down here. And then I go triple tap wide receiver yet again with some young uh, upside wide receivers. Anthony Miller entering his third year. Love him. Nikhil Harry entering his second year as a second round pick, who I think has to just have upside naturally based on where he's getting drafted. Denzel Mims, who potentially could be the wide receiver one right now with the Jets. And then Antonio Gibson, we close it out with. So get your running backs early, then you don't have to get them ever again. And then all you do in those middle rounds is just 
cap the wide receiver. In those later rounds, you can get one to two tight ends, one to two quarterbacks. So that's the running back strategy for 2020. It's pretty simple. Running backs early, except in a different type of a way, be aggressive with it because the running backs really thin out. Pretty much after the fifth round, running backs are going to thin out. Your fifth round will end up seeing the top 25 and top 30 running backs really start to disappear off the board. And then you're just in that range of guys who, eh, maybe he'll see 60% of the snaps. Maybe the upside is him seeing 50% of the snaps this year, right? And your DeAndre Swifts and JK Dobbins types of players, those rookie running backs. So thank you so much for tuning into this video. Please do take a second of your time. If you like this video and you like some of the other ones that I have, hit that like button for me and a big old subscribe button pops up on the screen. Check out the draft guide. I'll pull it up right now. This is the draft guide right now on fantasysportsfocus.com. Player rankings, player tiers, liability charts, data sheets, um, player profiles on a bunch of different guys, a bunch of different profiles for the rookies, every single drafted rookie right now uh, that has an impact for fantasy football positions, premium analysis podcasts that are going to be going up. Check out all this stuff right now. Link down below, limited time offer, 66% off because of Monkey Knife Fight. You can find out all that information, how to get that and take advantage of that offer. If you're eligible, link down below. If you're not eligible, you can just go to the site right here and get it for $29.99. So check that out right now. My name's Sal Thank you so much for tuning into this video. I'll see you guys all in the next one. Stay safe out there, everybody. Peace out, gang.